Good morning and welcome to season one, episode one of Yogi Breakfast Club. My name's Tess and every Monday morning I'll be sitting down on my Fanti yoga mat speaking to somebody new about their yoga journey. I really hope that through these conversations we get to hear the different stories and the different journeys that brought so many different people to yoga. I really want to hear these stories behind the brands and behind the yoga images that we see online. These stories may help other people to discover their love for yoga or to just help others along the way. On this first episode, I speak to my good friend Tracy Mead. I first met Tracy when I started my yoga foundation course and we've studied together ever since. Tracy is a makeup artist who has taken her love for yoga to become a yoga instructor and she teaches under the name of Tracy Loves Yoga. We sat down to have a chat on Mental Health Awareness Week and Tracy has a good reason for us selecting this week to record the episode. Due to the lockdown regulations we had to record this over Zoom so please forgive any audio or connection issues that there may be. There is never a dull moment when Tracy is around, so let's not wait anymore and get on with the first episode. Enjoy. Okay, there we go. This is exciting. <laughs> so, hi. How are you doing today? I'm good, thanks. It's hot, but it's uh, it's good, isn't it? It's all right. Nice. It's such a gorgeous day. Really hot. Really hot. I just in my car and it's like 33 degrees in my car. I don't know if that's right. No way. No way. Oh, I've got to get in my car soon. I'm going to have a look and test here how, how hot it is here. So how are you doing in lockdown? How am I doing or how am I feeling? Let's start with how are you, how are you feeling first because that's the most important thing feeling is um probably like most other people really I have good days and bad days and um feel trapped some days because I everyone wants me everyone wants me to eat homeschooling yoga classes friends you know um parents Uh, other days I'm actually I actually really like being isolated, so I think that a lot of people are feeling like that at the moment. And how am I doing? What am I, what am I doing or how am I doing? Um, getting used to it now. It's, what, it's been a few weeks now, isn't it? Quite a few weeks. So kind of getting used to the new way of living, really. Yeah, it is a whole new – it's like a big adjustment. It's like the world just had this big shake-up and now we're just finding a new normal, aren't we? We're all trying to find the new normal, and I think that um, I am an adapting, pleasing type person, and I do adapt to please. So I, that doesn't come unnatural to me to adapt in things. Um, they used to call me Frank Spencer when I was younger because I always used to have so many jobs. <laughs> so you've had more jobs than Frank Spencer. For the younger people, I don't know who Frank Spencer is. He was this funny man that kept having lots of jobs. But he got the sack at all his jobs. I didn't get the sack. I just moved on when I got bored. <laughs> <laughs> so when did you um, first come into yoga? How many years ago did you come into yoga? Well, my when I actually first heard about yoga, it would have been my real mum. Um, 
she was quite a cool hippie kind of lady because I'm adopted, but that's another story. Won't go down that. But um, and she used to do yoga probably in her thirties, and I would have been what fifteen, sixteen, and I used to think she was quite cool. And she used to sort of bust the moves when she uh, used to go and visit, and that's when I first heard about yoga. But um, I first probably started doing yoga like a lot of people at a gym and joining sort of yoga-esque classes um, as a way of a stretch, really, from all the pounding from the uh, machines and the vigorous cardio classes. So, um, yeah, so I would say I've been going to the gym properly. I don't go to the gym anymore. I probably started the gym when Poppy was old enough to go in the crash, so that would have been about 11 years ago. Oh, wow. You used to do quite um, cardio-based workouts in the gym. It was a gym-based workouts and yoga just provided your stretch. It actually, yeah, it really did. It was just um, I um, in the general consensus in the coffee hall in the gym was always, oh, yoga's for old people. You know, get a good workout for that. And you kind of, as a being an adapting, pleasing person, I said, yeah, yeah, you're right. And I always just have to sneak in, you know, because otherwise it would be, what are you going to be there for with the old people? <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, cardio was my fix, uh, followed by um, probably cappuccino. Yeah, why not? <laughs> That's always the best bit. <laughs> Do you remember who your first yoga teacher was whenever you went to your first yoga class? Do you remember? My first yoga teacher, I think it was Belinda Emerson, actually. Really? The first one I call proper yoga teacher, yogi teacher, who she had the beads and uh, she sat with her legs effortlessly um, crossed and posture. Yeah, and she was very, I thought she was very hippie-like and very um, very yoga-esque because we had the people in there, that, the, the instructors in there that would do like body balance, which involved a bit of movement of the body with yoga. But Belinda was probably the first lady and I actually, I actually just stumbled upon her. I think she was covering. I think she might have even been covering for somebody from an older lady that used to go in there. So, yeah, Belinda Emerson was my first kind of proper yoga teacher. So we trained together um, for yoga and Belinda's one of our tutors. I know, what, what, you know, that's just really weird, isn't it? So it make, it's, it's strange, isn't it, how you can start somewhere on the journey and then somehow it all pieces together throughout yeah. to, to, paint the, to start this picture all coming together. Oh, wow, I never knew that. So Belinda no. she was like your first yoga teacher um, to experience in a class. Wow. And then you you then carried on with yoga. You you started. Really, I dabbled, really. Probably like yourself, you being a gymmer as well. You kind of just dabbled. Yeah. You dabbled and um, depending on how I was, I found I always used to go to yoga if I was a bit, didn't want to work too hard. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm still going to the gym, but I'm going to go and do a bit of yoga. So I've done something at the gym, but I don't feel like doing too much. 
exactly. So you just sometimes walk through the gym doors and you think, I've got my swimming suit. No, I haven't got my swimming suit. I'll, um, oh, I'll go in a yoga class and just lay there. <laughs> and then how things change through time to realise that not always in yoga, it is just lying there. There's so, there's so much more to it. Do you know when you you felt that this might go further, that, you know, that yoga became not just going in for the, the easy class, it kind of got you? That, that time, that moment that you got hooked to it, do you remember kind of when that was or... You know, did it? Was it just that it just developed slowly over time to bring you to where you are? I think yoga. I got hooked on yoga when I had to do. I couldn't do anything else but yoga. It was at a time where I still wanted to work out. I still needed that fix. I still liked my body being fit and to be able to walk into clothes and just go into shops and just a size off the rack and it fit I didn't like those always felt I didn't like anything you know it kind of a body conscious what I'm trying to say back, back then really body conscious I still am I suppose because of the industry that I'm in um being a makeup artist and was in the fashion kind of sector and that um so yeah um what was the question yeah what did I think it hooked I got hooked because I couldn't do the cardio anymore. I suffered vertigo and I just kept going to that gym and I was running a lot of the time. I was doing like uh, Greenwich Run, Park Runs and things and I just, something happened in my inner ear and I, and I just, I just felt myself so, so, so dizzy and it took me to bed for three days, really lost my confidence and it was getting to a point where I came out of Ago, but I felt if if I was loudspeakers spin class, I'd be like that. If I was on the in the um, the room and the mirrors and you're doing grapevines, I'd be like that. Um, and it really, I was really sad and really unconfident with my because uh, I had a little baby at the time. He was like one, and I poppy because I had a remarried and I had for children a bit later on and uh, I needed to be up well and doing because my husband worked away a lot I couldn't be in bed just couldn't it wasn't without a question and that for me to be taken down like that to be to a point where you had to walk around your house holding onto your wall really that really not my confidence really not my confidence couldn't even you know I had to ring people can you please take people to school I can't even drive Anyway, found a fantastic guy at the Alex. He sorted me out, but I've never really gone back to it because every time I have, I'm almost a little bit too frightened of being uh, taken back to the bed. So I stumbled upon my next yoga teacher and um, that's when I probably got really serious into yoga. So that was probably about, what, Elliot's nine? So it's like seven years ago. Seven years. So when you you then came into your next yoga teacher who, you know, then carried you on so who was that well that was Rebecca Papa Adams inspire my yoga and she was always in class in all the gym pounding classes always at front always looking stunning and beautiful and always lifting the heaviest weights and making the best shapes oh really 
There's a difference, I think, between inspiration that you can work towards, isn't there, and competing with somebody to be better than them. I think it's lovely to have an inspiration, which I suppose is like a guru form of you see them, you know, they, they're just what you would love to aspire to work towards, you know, and if you get there, you do. If you don't, you know, that, that's, they've helped you guide you in a, a, a way that you feel is better. So, you know, there's, there's no harm in that, is there? No, there's no harm, and it's funny, like you say, the, the universe and the circle and that, she's now called Inspire My Yoga. Yeah. Really, really, you know, sums it up. Yeah, and, and inspired you then to get serious with the, the yoga, and you found that could help you to still stay fit, you know, keep um, your, your mind healthy as well through working out. And strong, strength, because she brings a lot of strength to her, to her classes, doesn't she? And at the time, I think she was probably on the last leg of her teacher training when um, when, she, when she told me about her classes. And um, cause I remember Bob, Bob Insley coming in and doing one of the assessments and she briefed us to say that Bob will be coming in. So I think she probably, looking back, when I knew nothing about teacher training, I think probably she was on the last leg of it. And um, I remember her saying, come along, see you get on. And she was, she bent, you know, she knew every, everything to do with the vertigo, the dizziness. And she actually, she regained my confidence, you know. You would never, ever, th- I couldn't even lay on the floor when I went to her, her, her place. I couldn't even lay flat. It was the place that it would spin. She propped me up on bolsters, put bricks and, and um, phone blocks in the right place and I just stuck with it and yeah to be fair I stuck with it and then there was times where I couldn't be bothered because you all get like that with 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 gym workout with anything you know you think I can't be bothered today I mean but I always found that um when I couldn't be bothered I, I wasn't as strong as I am when I am bothered mentally or physically yeah it all plays a part doesn't it what type of yoga do you practice now? Um, hatha. I do hatha yoga myself. Um, but I've gone around the houses. I've done a bit of vinyasa. find that a little bit too strong on the body. But I find it quite a good way to zone out because it's out of my comfort zone, especially now, te- now I'm teaching and you, you kind of know the structure of hatha yoga. So it's quite nice to dip into a bit of vinyasa or a bit of yin just to... Um, do your own practice with guidance that makes sense yeah it does yeah because there's so much out there isn't there in the yoga world and I suppose sometimes it's just finding your practice for what you feel you need that day and it could be different from day to day couldn't it yeah exactly you go with the mood like sometimes if like you're feeling particularly vulnerable or things are going on you do want to you want an easier life but and you go with the yin but that's life, isn't it? It's variety. Yeah, and it's nice to have variety and, you know, to mix things up every now and again. Exactly. So you're now teaching. So your journey has taken you from just 
you know, going into yoga as a bit of a stretch, a bit of an easy class, then finding that there's more to it, to having more of a stronger class and to, to really actually using it as a part of your life to then begin to teach. So I know, personally, I know, oh, you know, already because, you know, we've studied together now for a number of years. So just to be able to explain when you realised that you wanted to go into teacher training, how that came about. I didn't want to be a teacher. You're a makeup artist, so you you do, you know, um, you've been doing, you've done fashion, TV, makeup work, um, lots of bridal work. I mean, fully booked, weren't you, you know, for the last yeah. few years yeah. um, doing that. So yoga teacher wasn't, you know, that wasn't in your plans. You didn't have that planned out to do. It just... No, no, I didn't test, but you know what? I did the foundation course with you. And we sort of clicked straight away, I, I think, on the mat. Yeah, we did. And I remember some words you said to me. You'll get, you need an interview, Sue. People need to know about you. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I think you should do it, yeah. And, um, yeah, and I just thought, mm, I was 50, I think, when I started the foundation. And I thought, I don't want to be hacking this makeup case around London shows and... I mean, jet setting across the ground, you know, my work's abroad and that, it gets tiring. You hit us at age and it's, you like the buzz of it there, but it's it's sorting out the house pre that work, doing that work and getting there, whether it be a plane, a train or a motorbike, <laughs> do the work and then come back and then picking up everything that's kind of backed up. I mean, my husband's fantastic, but there's always stuff that needs to be doing as a mum and that's what got tiring so I was thinking right I need a transitional thing that I can do as I get older and you know I remember there was an older lady at the gym and she was in her 60s 70s teaching yoga and I'm thinking oh, I could do that so um no I didn't want to be a teacher I thought I'd just do the foundation for my home practice and um you said you're doing it I remember I've done that conversation and you went oh, I'm doing it and I was like oh, I might think about it and then you was like go on do it and I'm like yeah, all right. <laughs> I remember thinking whenever we were on that foundation course, how how well you would like relate with people and to um, inspire people yourself. You know, to you know, you're talking about our you know inspirational teachers. You know, that we've had. I could just see that you would inspire people, even people in our foundation course. I remember. I could see them being taught by you. Um, there was one lady in particular, I can't remember her name, and she um, she had horses and lived in Blackheath. And I just remember how you would speak to her and I could just see you being her teacher. Um, and I just thought, how can you not be going on to teacher training? If there was just something about the way you came across with people, that warmth, that fun, and I just remember thinking that it would just be criminal for you to not be a yoga teacher. Oh, that's really sweet. Um, I remember it. I ju- it just didn't seem to make any sense for you to not be teaching yoga just because, you know, I suppose teaching yoga is just to help people on their journey to be, you know, to really see the benefits of, of yoga. And if anybody's going to do that, you know, it's going to be you. So, yeah, I was so pleased that then you did decide to pursue it 
Well, it was a combination of um, we went on the retreat, didn't we? And Zoe not it was uh, it was her retreat with with um, with Bex Inspire Yoga as well. And the first one we went to, and I think she called me aside and asked me, "Am I going to do the teacher training?" And I said. No, I can't do the teacher training. I've got too much going on at the moment. And at the time, I was dealing with mental health issues with my son, which is part and parcel of the podcast today. And I just felt I couldn't take on any more uh, stresses, really. And what with work, dealing with my son, who was at the time quite a suic- in a suicidal place, Having two small ones at home, I just thought, I can't take it on. But you know what? I've taken it on and it's a complete brilliant distraction from that. You kind of just zone out and you learn so much about it. It's a a journey of learning about yourself. You know, you resonate and you pick up things in the old scriptures and you think, oh, these scriptures are so old, yet they remain so apparent and so now. So yeah, and I did it, and I'm so glad I have. Yeah, it's we it's on that retreat is a, a yearly retreat that we've we've done it in the last two years, haven't we? Palmer mm-hmm. uh, with um, Zoe Knott and uh, Rebecca Papa Adams, and it's just such an amazing week, isn't it? We just do lots of learning, lots of yoga. We don't tend to get the sunshine so much. No. We we get soul searching, no test. We get a lot of soul searching. That, that's better than any sunshine. We do, we do. We sit on the on the um, terrace and just read. And I, last year I studied lots. Um, it's just so lovely to go away on that retreat. And unfortunately, this year with everything that's going on, I, I don't think that it's all going ahead. But there's always all the other years to look forward to. Absolutely, and I think not just as a yoga teacher, but I think, you know, even just to get away as a woman, to get away as a man, to get away as a mum, just to get away for a week, just to reset the button, really, and press pause, and yeah, I think it's nice, just, I think it's healthy. Yeah, I remember that first year, getting dropped off at the um, airport by Justin, my husband, and I remember him, I got out of the, the car, and I said, I don't want to go. What am I doing? Why am I going away on my own? You know, I was leaving two children behind him. They're like my security. And I, I haven't been away from them on my own other than, you know, hen parties or something with friends. But on my own, to be in the airport on my own, to go on the plane on my own, to arrive somewhere where I didn't really know anybody. We've met on our um, course. So we knew each other, but we didn't know each other really well then on that first um, retreat and it was so daunting to do it and I my friend um texted me to say how proud she was that I was going on my own she said and I, I was about to chicken out I felt like I was about to chicken out and actually just walk out the airport and say I'm not going to go you know I, I don't want to go on my own and she, I got that message and she was like you know just go do it and I was like I've got to go and it was just so brilliant. It's so great sometimes to just get away, isn't it? And to be on your yeah, own. Brilliant. You need it as a human being, I think. And like just discover who you are on your own and have that time just to be. Mm-hmm. And that, that time to be was, I remember it being quite a challenge for you to actually go. So there was me at the airport worrying about 
just being on my own and, and leaving everybody behind. But for you, I remember it was quite a worry for you. We said we'd do this um, podcast episode during Mental uh, Health Awareness Week because you are touched so closely by it. Now, I remember on that retreat, you being quite nervous about leaving because of your son. Um, mm-hmm. And yoga helps you to deal with that, doesn't it? Yoga does help me to deal with that. Um, I always say to people, if I didn't do yoga, I'd probably eat too much chocolate or drink too much spirits. <laughs> um, yeah, yoga does help me to deal with that. And sometimes I, I have made a realisation that when I'm going through all that with, with my son, um, I just take myself to the mat and zone out and that's what, that helps. You just need to come in here. Even if you just lie there and look at the clouds or look at the ceiling, you just need to go and find some more inner strength, really, because when you're dealing with phone calls, you're dealing with the phone going, like if the phone goes at 8 o'clock in the morning, you don't know if it's going to be someone telling you we found Scott or you don't know if someone's hearing you and he's hanging off of the, the bridge or... He rings you late at night saying, can't take no more. You just don't know what you're going to get, you know. I mean, even right up to this this podcast, we've had a few we've had a few words, not bad, but um, he stormed off in his car and I'm thinking, okay, I need to let him know, A, that I'm unattainable on the phone for the next hour, B, we're cool, we're all right, and, you know, because I know he plays anxiety, he suffers with um Emotional unstable personality disorder, as well as depression, as well as anxiety. So he's got a very, he's got a very sort of like a big diagnosis going on there. So he's dealing with us. He's been dealing with it since he's fifteen. He's now thirty. So um, and he's doing really well. And he runs his own YouTube channel called Youth Potential. And he openly talks about it. He does live chats to people and tries just to give. He's not a doctor, you know, but he just tries to help people in their need if they need to speak to somebody, you know, um, and just talks to them like a normal, sympathetic human being, you know, because the, the doctors are great, but they're so stretched. They just literally, you go into these meetings with the um, mental health teams and they're just running a list. It's like, day feeding today, da 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 da, tick, 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 you know. So Scott tries to give that personal element to people. And, um, yeah, yoga for me is my saviour, really. Yeah, and he's really open, isn't he, about it. So he, you know, as you say, just openly talks about his struggles to hope that it helps others. Yeah. Which is brilliant for him to do, especially this week, you know, for somebody like that to be out there talking about their struggles. Mm -hmm. And then for you you always have your mat to come back to. So you feel, because I feel on my mat, that's my space. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my space. This is where I'm safe, secure, you know, on my mat. And you yeah. can take yourself to that place, you know, when you need to, um, when you're dealing yeah. with that. Yeah, you need a space, don't you? It's like the dog in its basket. You need your own space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my human. I'm anywhere near it. I would have like people know don't step on my mat <laughs> whenever you're in like a I remember being in uh, actually Bex's um 
class at the the gym and it's a large room and it you know you'd have a crossover of classes you'd have your Sunday morning class where you would tend to stretch quite a bit on the first one and the second class would be more um when we were working towards posture and on that crossover I would stretch myself out on my mat because some people would walk in and they'd just walk straight across your mat that's about it's my mat what you're treading why do I put your feet on my mat get off it was like this is mine this is my space so um yeah I know it's it is it's a nice it's a nice safe space to to come to isn't it to bring yourself to you know it's amazing how much the mat is there for you in so many different ways yeah yeah the the the, the yoga mat is like your little island of peace isn't it it is it's like your magic carpet your little island Maybe we could have a little motor to take us away <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can invent one test you've got all the ideas <laughs> I'll, I'll try I'll work on that one <laughs> so as you're now uh, a teacher yourself so now you're teaching your own classes how are you finding teaching in lockdown because that's a new you know it's one challenge to learn to teach in a room um obviously it's lovely to feel the energy of people and to be able to help and advise them then how are things at the moment for you teaching in lockdown um I, I actually really like teaching in lockdown I like teaching on the screen I think um I, I like the uh, for, 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 uh, I like teaching on the screen for selfish reasons of I'm not in the car driving here there and everywhere to classes that's it really I don't like the fact that I can't uh, correct people, not too much. I don't try not to correct people too much now, but just, you know, angle them a bit or move them a little or just have that human connection. You know, we're talking like this. We're kind of used to it now, talking like this. So yeah. What we've done for the last 10 weeks or whatever. But um, but there's, it's a funny old thing, isn't it? Because... Um, like my husband said, I mean, he's, he's, he said that people, you know, don't shorten your relaxation and breathing because people can't relax in their own homes and they might be doing it where people are walking around. And I thought, yeah, you're right. I'm really lucky enough to have this room. We've not long been here and I'm really lucky enough to have this. But a lot of people are doing yoga in their kitchens and everyone's in the lounge. So you've got to think about things like that. And obviously, you, I can't come out of my comfort zone and teach things that I feel are threat to possible yoga students so I had to teach slightly differently yeah adjust it to for my own you know I'd hate to put anybody in a compromising position where they haven't got a wall or mm. so I just keep my 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 yoga moves strong but accessible to everyone yeah yes yeah, so they go away feeling that strength yeah but you know that you're only going to a certain place because you can't physically be there to no. work with them and that, that's the thing isn't it I suppose we can all jump onto classes now online we've got the world as our oyster mm-hmm. but it's also looking after our body at the same time and not going to places that might actually not be right for us and our body and you know actually could cause a problem yeah, that's true. I mean, there's so many different choices out there now, and, and I've, I've dabbled in a few different ones, and I've really enjoyed some, and others I've not enjoyed so much. But, um, 
that's been a beauty. That's one of the things in this lockdown. And there's lots of free training there, isn't there? Not in yoga, but in all these different courses. You know, people are having to change the way they, they work now. Because if you don't move for the times, you're going to get left behind. So you always need to be one step ahead. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I will personally keep one of my classes probably when we come out of lockdown. Because I, I think a Sunday morning class is fantastic to have in the home. Yeah. Keep it affordable. Um, and you know you can walk in and do your class and then next thing you can have your fry up on a Sunday morning not have a perfect I mean you know you you almost burn off your your fry up before you have it as well I mean perfect Sunday morning a bit of yoga on an empty stomach which is yes. nice and then go and have your fry up <laughs> exactly and it's not cost you a penny. Well, apart from a, a small fee for the yoga class, you know. So, and and you're also being everybody's being able to be around their families more. So, because I don't know about you, but Sundays generally for us is a family day. It's the only day we don't have any other clubs. Well, I know you do the football with JJ, but it's, it's the only day for us we don't have any clubs. And I think there's a lot of people out there that they, they pack their Saturdays with sort of a sociable day on Saturday, isn't it? I don't generally exercise on Saturday, but on a Sunday I do like to do a little bit of, you know, yoga and and uh, but also I like to spend it with family. So if you can get that done, tick your list in your home. You've not eaten into the day by getting to and fro the place of yoga. You're just literally doing it. You could do it in your bedroom, couldn't you, by the bed? So lovely. I mean, I, as you said, we're normally at football. So on Sunday mornings, we're normally driving across the country. <laughs> Yeah. you know we could be up at Stevenage or you know we could be at Canterbury you know we're driving here there and everywhere and I've started to do the Sundays too for my students as a year what time are your are your Sunday classes I've just knocked it back I've just reviewed it because it was 10 to 11 but I think with the hot weather people are going to want to sort of go out for a few hours so I've brought it down to, I think 9 30 now it's probably the same time as you isn't it now I'm nine till ten yeah, I said people are really the feedback is people are really enjoying doing their Sunday class, um, and they want it to to continue. So it is that adjustment, and it is a big adjustment for people to be in a physical presence of somebody in a room, and then to not be. You know, there's a lot of my students that haven't crossed over into the virtual world. Um, you know, I think they're still waiting for the time. I've had lots of messages. They're still waiting for the time to come back to the physical practice. Um, but I think there's got to be an element now where we all accept a part of the virtual world because it does feel like quite a bit of it is here to stay for some time. Um, I think you're right. But um, I think a lot of people, like you say, a few of mine haven't come onto the virtual world. And um one some have the one that was all new right at the beginning and then they've not gone back to it um I think I think technology is daunting for a lot of you know, for a lot of people not even just generally even me if I didn't have my husband I would certainly not be on mine um and I also believe that um there's a lot of people that we, that really need that human contact and I think that looking at a screen just doesn't feel right to them and you just have to accept, accept that don't you but like you say I think we're going to be doing this for a long time with social distancing and this won't be the first virus that, that hits us yeah it, it's a you know it's a, it's a new world and it's an exciting world I do think as you said 
you know, sometimes people have gone on to the first one and it's all been new. Mm. I've also found that. And I also found that for me personally, the first time learning virtually, it's, it's an adjustment. It's like anything when you adjust. If you persevere, it becomes it becomes more natural, it becomes more natural to Absolutely. learn. I mean, my first one, probably like yours, was so rusty, but I had, I think I had about 22 clicking in, probably a few people just being a little bit nosy because they've never really had a Zoom, and, uh, and I think there was one woman sitting there just literally having a cup of coffee on my first class. I couldn't even, the, the writing was so small, I couldn't even see who it was, so she's <laughs> As long as she was having a good time. <laughs> That's all that matters. Who is that person? Anyway, so, um, yeah, but I wish they would come back now because I don't know about you, I've really nailed it. Yeah, I've developed myself personally. I've had personal development on, and I almost look back and I think, oh, some people that came on my first trial class on Zoom, <laughs> if they came back now, it's completely different. You know, I, it was so... It was that big, mad rush to get everything sorted. Um, and it doesn't now give a reflection as to what my class is like online. No, and I don't know about you, just silly little things like I had one from the first class, someone feeded back and said, I can't see the position you're in because you're blending into your mat. Yes. I was wearing black. So if you think if you're doing a twist, you can't. And I had long, I had long sleeves as well. They can't see me. And I'm thinking, you just have to think about things like that, don't you? You do, you do. I, I realise sometimes I'll be on a red mat and then I put a red outfit on and then <laughs> and then I'll say, oh, I've got, I'm just going to get a different colour mat so I stand out and, and things. It's it's all an adjustment. It's all a change. Um, yeah, Justin's putting some new flooring in here at the weekend for us here. To, he said to brighten it up because I saw it's, you know, it's quite dark. So he's brightening that up. It's just everybody's developing, aren't they? Yeah, and 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 um, we we all have, you know. Um, I mean, uh, what's the peloton? Is it the peloton? Yeah. Concept, you know, the great concept. This is like a bit more. It's Zoom has taken off, isn't it? And I just think the exercise, the PT world and all this, I think I think it's brilliant. I don't know why we didn't think of it before. Just it's, for one a week. Yeah, and to not have to go anywhere. You no. know, I don't care if any of somebody's in their pyjamas. No, and, and I thought also it's also changed the way with uh, um, equipment. I mean, I like you, I shelled out a lot of money for a lot of equipment and I can't use that. I can't use my mats. People... Need to have their own mats. Just silly little things like that, isn't it? Everything's going to change. I wait. I wait to hear what HQ say about it all. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to know. Very interesting to know. Mm. Um, can I ask you? So, you've said that yoga helps you off the mat. Mm. Are there any key points that you think that yoga? helps it helps you if I was to say yoga helps you to be well how would you finish that sentence yoga helps me to be a much calmer person yeah my listening skills I think have really developed so I try not to talk over people because everyone does that and it just helps me to rationalise things and not take things so, 
not to be too um, spiky, not to, you know, just to be yeah. calmer for situations when you're dealing with life and death situations, not all the time, thankfully, but not knowing when or, you know, and you're a busy mum and you, you don't know what, what's going on at school and you find out things, you know, when you're dealing with all different different things, it just helps you to stop, think, and try not to react. Yeah. Time, a bit more. I don't know. People have seen a change in me, but, you know, um, they do say they've seen a change in me, but I like the new me. But you're still fun. I'm still fun. And sometimes maybe people don't expect that from the yoga teacher, but I'm not going to try and be somebody I'm not. No, no. And that's the thing. You have to be who you are. And yoga is for everybody. You know, it doesn't, you don't have to um, always be so serious about yoga. You know, it can be fun. It's got to be enjoyable. And every it, it welcomes so many different people that the teachers have to all be different too. So we all have, and I don't know about you, Tess, but I, I've been to quite a few yoga teachers where I've so tried to be in with certain things, the bombing and the, the gonging. I've so tried, and I'm thinking, I should really, and it may come, but it's not for me yet. I like yoga to be accessible and um, a sense of achievement, I suppose, by the end of my lesson. That's a really nice way of putting it because it is nice to see people achieving things along the way. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. So I have uh, we're coming to the end of the podcast, this episode, but I think it would be brilliant to do this again um, another time as well. I think there's still so much more we could talk about. There is. There's, a, there's you could talk about makeup, making people feel good with their hair and makeup, as opposed to making people feel good internally. Exactly, you do both. You do internally making people feel amazing and then you put the makeup on them <laughs> and you make them feel amazing on the outside too. You're the whole package, Tracy. <laughs> um, so we've already delved into it. If I was to just say to you a person, uh, I say a person, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, but who is your yoga inspiration? I mean, Bex, really. Yeah. You like a general person that I know. She's inspired yeah. me to do it. And, you know, I've dabbled in other classes and I always go back to her and that's got to mean something, right? I agree. Yeah, definitely. So that's what you know and what you like and what gives you results. And, uh, yeah, and she is tough, but if you embrace it and you allow your body to um, take on board, you know, at your measure and safely, um, you get results. You get results mentally as well, not just physically, which is most, I think, it's, they both need to be equal. Yeah. Thinking about the historic texts, is there anything in that, not necessarily, you know, not asking for Sanskrit or anything like that, that stood out to you that you've carried with you now from what since we've been learning about this stuff yeah. that stood out for me. Hmm, that's a tough one. I suppose, you know, thinking about 
anything about non-attachment or you know things like that ah yes I see what you mean okay yeah so um I would say just recently more than ever the word ahimsa has really stood out for me and I know it stood out for me because I use it a lot now in my class and I'm just starting to realise that the age of 52, that I will never, I cannot do, I cannot keep up with everybody and everything, you know. So I have to be kind to myself. So I keep saying those words because although I want, you know, I want to do everything in the postures and I can't because I have a hamstring injury that if I pull, then my Achilles starts throbbing and I just don't want to lose that. So I have to be kind and realise that my left leg will never get as close as my right leg. I just, yeah, a hipster, it really stands out for me, just being kind to myself. And it's really hard when you want to push yourself. Yeah, to know that I have to really talk to myself. Have a word with yourself and say, no, you're not being yeah. yourself to your body. Come back a bit. Yeah, and not even in yoga tests. I mean, you know, last week, as you know, I was off poorly. Um, I didn't come to the mat once, but I picked up my art pencils and I've got my love of art back. And and um, that's being kind. That, that gives something to me as well, creatively. And when the picture's finished, it's a sense of achievement. And your own words critique, you put it up and you go, oh, I don't like that. You know, but everyone goes, oh, it's brilliant. I'm like, really? <laughs> but I suppose that's that's what we, you're kind of like that too, aren't you? That's life sometimes, isn't it? Some people see so much goodness in what you've done more than maybe you have because you're the one who's done the hard work and created it. They're seeing the full final result and how amazing it is, which is almost your students seeing you now in your... I mean, yoga, it's not really a final destination once you start teaching. There's still so much more to learn and to keep going. But your students now see you and they don't see all the classes and the learning and the reading and everything you've done already to be there in front of them. They see you as the package you are now. Um, Absolutely. And I'm really honest with them. I took my classes back on this week and I said, look, I've been poorly last week. I'm going to listen to my body. So I will be stepping out of postures and I will be watching you and I would expect you to sort of do a little bit more than what I'm doing. If I'm telling you to pull your abs, you might see a little bump on my abs, but that's because I can't pull in them. I just, just, just be honest with them. They kind of appreciate that because they kind of think, oh, she's like, she's human. And I feel the same with my yoga teacher. I go, ah. <laughs> it's almost like, okay, you're not super bionic. <laughs> we're all human and we're all sometimes going to be able to do things and some days not. Some days we'll feel strong. Some days we won't feel as strong. And it's just how we adapt our practice to it, isn't it? Yeah, it's exactly that. Exactly that. This is what you do. Uh, but one thing I've also learned is sometimes I've only just learned this as well, that when I have an injury or like I work hard on a Tuesday or something and um, I don't know, you walk around achy a bit because you just push it a bit far. I've learned how to come back to the mat the next day and stretch that out and it does ease off rather than just going, oh, I can't do any more. <laughs> and can I ask you, what advice would you give to somebody who is new to yoga? I would say to them, give it a go. 
and find a teacher that you connect with. You know, don't just go to one and think, I don't like yoga, it's too hard. Try another one. And you will find the right person that you connect with. And you might go through a few, but find one. But um, I do think Hatha Yoga is a fantastic place to start because if the people are teaching the Hatha Yoga in the way we talk, everything's broken down, broken down step by step. And, um, yeah, it's an easier, it's not an easier journey. It's a, it's a more absorbable journey to a newbie. Yeah, so it's, it's accessible for everybody to come into it. That's the words, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like Goldilocks and the three bears. You know, she went up and tried all the different beds and then she found the really comfy bed and she was like, this is where I'm staying. It's kind of a bit like that with yoga teachers. You try the different teachers and then when you find that teacher, like the comfy bed, you're just like, this is where I'm going to stay. And it's nice to try different things. Absolutely. Always have that comfy bed at the end. (laughs) And also, um, I would also say that Yoga finds you. I was always told that yoga finds you. If you don't feel the right time to do yoga now, then um, it's not the right time for you. It does actually find you, and it and it gives back. And that was another thing that I've learned. It does give back because when you do feel rubbish and you can't be bothered to go to your mat, then you do drag yourself to a class and you work hard. You come out of that class feeling so much better, like you could take on the world. You just do, don't you? You just feel so much better. So, yeah, take on the world. Just deal with everything. So, yeah, let it find you. It latches onto you and something happens within you. You can just feel it, can't you? Yeah. You can't imagine my life without it now. No. No. I, I completely understand that. I wonder what it would be like to not have it. You know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to not uh, for what it gives. For me, me as well. I agree. And do you ever have any fun on your mat? When do you have the most fun on your mat? I have the most fun on on my mat. Um, I wouldn't say pre... I I would have the most fun on my mat when I'm with my students, to be fair. Yeah. Because I can talk... You know, I can... I'm getting interaction and I'm a people person. I I like interaction. I will will be honest with you and say... To come in here on my own and do a proper workout without any music, any any YouTube or something going on in the background, I struggle with that still. I still struggle with that. And I'm going to be honest, you know, I do need motivation from someone telling me what to do, even though I teach people, tell people what to do, you know. Um, but yoga, I've learned that yoga it doesn't mean just coming to your mat. Yoga is switching off, picking up my art pencils. I'm zoning in on what I'm drawing, and that to me is my my yoga. Remember what, what our, our foundation teacher swimming was her yoga. Well, see, I remember. And I was you were a bit like, what? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get it. I get it. I think anytime you're single pointing your focus to something. That is what you learn in yoga, isn't it? Whether that be a piece of art, baking. I like to bake. I also like to eat afterwards. (laughs) You do lots of baking too with your daughter, same as I do here. Um, Yeah, it's, it's so brilliant how yoga has helped you on and off the mat. 
And thank you for sharing it all. Oh, it's been really nice. This is so nice. Can I just say, if if people do want to uh, join your classes or to find you online, where would they find you? Um, well, I haven't got a website because I'm, I'm still obviously in makeup artist. So um, you can generally find me on Facebook, Tracy Loves Yoga, or Instagram at Tracy.loves. Yoga dot. <laughs> Simple. Oh, brilliant. Oh, and I will put um, a picture of this up on the Yogi Breakfast Club Instagram and I'll make sure you're tagged on it too. So people. Oh, can- that's amazing. Well done, you, for doing this. Oh, well, it's nice to have the conversation, like just to chat and to see beyond the pictures online what are people's real yoga journeys how are we here on the mat why do we come onto the mat not exactly. a great lovely picture of a yoga move and people think I can't go to yoga because I can't do that and it really just isn't about that you know there's so much more but, we but have- one thing I have learned about online stuff and um I have my yoga page and my makeup page. Generally, the people that follow you are people within your industry. So I have yoga people following me in yoga. I have makeup people following me in makeup. And, yeah, you, we have to do it because, like you say, um, I, mean, I know for a fact you did not like social media when we first started our course. You were like, I don't want to do it. But you've got to do it. Otherwise, people don't know you exist. So that is the downside of it because you need to have some way of people you know to get to you um but yeah it doesn't show enough authenticity does it we only actually show what we what we want people to see because we do so um which I don't think is a very good thing really as a yoga teacher but that's another story that's not another story for another time (laughs) you have a class to go off and teach now don't you it's the time Oh, yeah, 15 minutes. I've got to get into my leotards and do some awesome <laughs> Well, thank you so much for this first um, episode. Um, yeah, I just really appreciate you coming on and being so open and, you know, come back again soon. Oh, appreciate it. And let me know when all your, um, where, when, where I can hear other people's because I'd be really interested to put it in my ear as I, as I walk on my power walks. I will on Monday mornings, your yoga breakfast club with your cappuccino. As you're on your walk, you can listen to it. And Brilliant. hope that everybody can get connected and hear all different experiences and learn from different That's teachers. So, yeah, so we'll say goodbye on the podcast. Thank you. I will see you soon. Speak to you soon. <laughs> Bye. So that's it for episode one of Yogi Breakfast Club. Thank you, Tracy, for being so open and honest through our chat and for taking the time out to sit down and have a chat with me. I loved catching up with you. And if anybody wants to find out about Tracy's lessons or to connect with her on social media, her Instagram name is tracy.loves.yoga and you can follow her there and get all the info that you want. A huge thank you also goes to Fantai Yoga Mats for sponsoring this series. And they've been kind enough to give a 20% off code for their mats. And that code is TEST21. 
So be sure to use that over on their website, fantai.co.uk, if you need a new mat. As we're now all doing our home practice, it's likely that we're all needing to buy new mats. And they really do have a brilliant grip. I was actually genuinely surprised whenever I took it out of the box in the bag to feel how grippy it was. Brilliant mats, and some of my students now have them as well. So be sure to check them out. And one more final thank you goes to Songs of Eden for allowing me to use your music on this podcast. And you can also find Songs of Eden on Spotify to get a playlist for your yoga practice. So thank you to you all. And I'm now looking forward to episode two next week. So have a great week, everybody. And I will see you next Monday morning. Namaste.